0: Oral questions by members?
1: Leader of the Official Opposition.
0: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. 207 weeks ago, the Premier made a promise that he had a range of options to help people with the cost of gas. One week ago, he promised, and I quote, everything's on the table, end quote. Yet day after day, the price of gas goes higher and higher. And what does the Premier do? Nothing. As Dave Earle of the B.C. Trucking Association said uh, yesterday, and I quote, you and I and everybody out there are going to pay for increased costs to move anything, and we have never seen this type of rise. Fuel has outstripped all the other costs combined, and we're all going to feel the pinch, end quote. So, will the Premier tell British Columbians exactly what he is going to do to help British Columbians with the soaring gas prices?
1: Solicitor General.
2: Thank you, uh, Honourable Speaker. And I thank the, uh, the member for, uh, for her question. The reality is the issue of soaring gas prices is a global phenomenon, not restricted to British Columbia, right across the country all over North America, and it is related directly to Russia's invasion in Ukraine. That is a fact. And Honourable Speaker, we recognise that, and government has been looking at how to deal with it. But One one of the most effective ways, recognising that gas prices are going up related to international uh, troubles and to which Uh, Professor Antweiler at UBC has said, no amount of triggering with taxes is going to change that, is to looking at how we can make life more affordable for British Columbians. And that's what this government has been doing since the day we were elected Honourable Speaker. It is, whether it has been fixing the dumpster fire at ICBC that has resulted in significant savings to insurance providers, <laughs> turning it around so that we were able to give rebates to put money back in the pocket of British Columbians.
1: Members, members, <laughs> minister has the floor.
2: Whether whether it has been lowering the cost of childcare for thousands of British Columbian families to make sure that they are able to save money, which on International Women's Day, I think is a point worth noting. That is women who predominantly benefit from those cost savings, honorable speaker. This government has been about making life more affordable since you elected.
1: Leader of the Official Opposition, supplemental.
0: Thank you very much. And there are a whole number of issues with that answer. Let's talk about International Women's Day and the fact that this government not once but twice promised $10 a day daycare and have failed to deliver. In fact, now we're at $20 average. And you know, British Columbians do not feel like life is more affordable under this government. with with soaring costs for cell phones and gas and groceries and you can't buy a house and there's no renter's rebate, that answer is simply ridiculous. And also to the minister, he knows full well that British Columbia had the highest gas prices and the highest gas taxes long before the invasion of Putin and they continue to have them now. So, let's be clear, this Premier made a promise. Not once, he made it again and again that somehow he had a magic solution. Those aren't my words. The Premier made a promise to British Columbians, and also to the the Minister, while apparently other jurisdictions can figure out what to do, in contrast to this answer and this Premier, the Premier of Alberta made a promise and has followed through. Followed through with Members, it's
1: true. It's true. let's listen to the question. That's a
3: premier that actually does what he said he's going to
0: do. Please continue. Apparently, facts are uncomfortable for the NDP government. The, let's look back at what Dave Earle had to say, and I quote Ultimately, all of these costs get passed on to you and I. The items you buy are going to be impacted right across the board, everything that you buy. End quote. The the Premier made a promise, and he has failed to deliver. So what exactly today will the Premier do to help British Columbians deal with the skyrocketing cost of gas?
1: Deputy Premier.
2: Thank you, uh, Honourable Speaker. And I do notice, with some interest, the uh, opening comments the uh, Leader of the Opposition had on her, uh, on her, and her response to the fact of the initiatives that we undertook as a government to make life more affordable for British Columbians, to be moving to $10 a day daycare, getting there by adding more than 40,000 40, uh, spaces, by making, by making life more affordable for British Columbians, by reducing costs for car insurance, all of those things. The only party that jacked up ICBC rates, Honorable Speaker, is that side of the House
4: And
2: it's a little bit rich, Honorable Speaker, it's a little bit rich, Honorable Speaker, to be lectured by a leader of the opposition and the BC Liberal Party, that when they got into power in 2001, scrapped pay equity legislation, Honorable Speaker. They cut funding for sexual assault centers, honorable speaker. And I'll tell you what they did. They introduced a server wage so that women, women, predominantly in the hospitality industry, earn less than minimum wage. We're not going to take any lessons on affordability from that side of the house.
1: Member for Corona Mission.
5: Well, if this government was actually serious about uh, equality, they might consider making good on their promise for free contraception. But instead, we're going to continue talking about the uh, cost of gas because gas prices are reaching punishing levels. Members,
1: let's listen to the question.
5: I, that's really interesting. That's so funny.
1: Members, please, order.
5: Gas prices are reaching punishing levels for drivers in the Fraser Valley. That includes people like Colby, who commutes nearly 40 kilometres for his work in Abbotsford every day. He says, and I quote, I drive a truck and I use it as a truck. So an electric car isn't really an option. Gas jumped almost 25 cents just over the weekend. There's no transit and you can't ride a bike that far, end quote. Why isn't the Premier doing anything about sky high gas prices for people like Colby?
1: Deputy Premier.
2: Thank you, uh, Honourable uh, Honourable Speaker. I thank the member for the question. Um, I want to remind the member the the comments of her own uh, new leader. Um, I know she ran against him, um, and that was um, uh, what he had to say about uh, the price of gas. And that was, I don't want to pretend there's any magic solution to the fact that fuel prices have doubled in the past 12 months, honorable speaker. There is not a magic solution. This increase has been due to Putin's invasion members, in, Ukraine, in Ukraine.
1: Members, listen, please.
2: You can, always tell, you can always tell, honorable speaker, when you're making a point and they don't like the truth. It's because they start howling. Like that. <laughs> Honourable Speaker, gas prices have been spiking, as I've said, to events outside the jurisdiction of this province. But what we in this province have been doing is working day after day to make life more affordable for families right across British Columbia. And it doesn't matter whether it's removing tolls on the highway, making driving more affordable in terms of cheaper insurance, bringing in childcare, Honourable Speaker. All of those things, all of those things help British Columbians. I want to continue to do that.
1: Member for Kelowna, Mission Supplemental.
5: Yeah, this isn't really about what my leader says. This is about what the Premier said, and that there was magic solutions. There was magic solutions. B.C. has the highest gas taxes and the highest gas prices in North America. But instead of keeping the carbon tax revenue neutral, the Premier is taking over $1 billion in extra carbon taxes out of the pockets of British Columbians. That impacts people like Kirsty, who is a community health worker on Vancouver Island. She says, and I quote, as a community health worker, this is going to make caring for people in the community more expensive, end quote. The Premier promised magic solutions, action on gas prices, to people like Kirsty. Why hasn't he done anything?
2: Deputy Premier. Thank you, Honourable Speaker. Once again, I'll take the opportunity to remind that member that the situation around gas prices is a global phenomenon related to the situation in Ukraine. It's unfortunate that she doesn't seem to understand that. But perhaps, perhaps, honourable speaker, perhaps, perhaps, maybe she might want to uh, to listen to uh, what uh, UBC professor uh, Antweiler said um, just a little while ago, which is the problem we have is a situation in global market, and no amount of change to tax will make that go away, honourable speaker. So once again, what we have been doing on a government is focusing on. Making life affordable for British Columbians, we have been doing that since day one. We have listed example of example on how we're doing that. I know that they don't like the fact that we save uh, drivers on average five hundred dollars on ICBC premiums. They voted against... I know they don't like the fact on the speaker. M- members, that we're to ten dollar a day daycare because they members. voted against the budget that provides relief for families on speaker. Like the value of the Settlement Opportunity Fund, which puts up to $2,600 back in a family's pocket, on the speaker making life more affordable. They voted against that, on the speaker. This side stands on the side of families. This side is the side of two billion dollar tax giveaways to the richest corporations.
1: Member for Sandwich North and Islands.
3: Uh, Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The United Nations has named contraception a basic human right. But in British Columbia, contraception is a privilege unafforded to many. An intrauterine device costs between $75 and $380. Oral contraceptive pills can cost $20 a month or $240 annually. The hormone injection can uh, cost uh, $180 per year. While cisgender men like myself uh, can get a lifetime supply of free or near-free contraception uh, and vasectomies are covered by MSP, other British Columbians must find a walk-in clinic, deal with doctors who may be poorly informed about reproductive health, and shell out hundreds of dollars, all uh, to access a human right. These barriers fall disproportionately on women, trans men, and gender-diverse people. In 2020, this government promised to deliver free prescription contraception to all British Columbians if re-elected. They were re-elected, and they were given a majority, and yet we've seen two provincial budgets passed and no free prescription contraception for British Columbians. Through you, Honourable Speaker, to the Premier, why has this government not fulfilled uh, the 2020 election promise for free prescription contraception for all British Columbians?
1: Minister of Health. Uh, uh,
6: thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. I think uh, this is a policy, and I'm delighted to see members of the opposition uh, support it. This is a policy that the government believes in, that we intend to implement in the terms of this gov- in the time of this government. We made the commitment, and we're going to follow through on that commitment.
1: Member for Sandwich, northand Island, supplemental.
3: Uh, during the election, uh, the Premier was quick to tweet about the commitment that was made uh, to, to accept, I think, the, the, um, the, the fact that they had made the commitment for free prescription contraception. Uh, happy to talk about it during the election. Provided in the mandate letter of the Minister of Health to provide free contraception to all British Columbians. That's, that's a commitment that the Minister of Health must follow through on Two budgets. We still see this commitment to remain unfulfilled. Now we hear this Minister standing up in the House and saying it's going to be done over the lifetime uh, of, this, uh, of this Parliament. That's four years. That's several hundred dollars later. We, we've heard the Minister of Public Safety and Solicitor-General stand up uh, in this house today talking about making life more affordable for british columbians for some british columbians they're making life more affordable mr speaker the fact of the matter is is that costs are going up for british columbians the economic fallout of the covid-19 pandemic has had a disproportionate impact on women and gender diverse people these impacts have been compounded for disabled people and people of color and amidst all of this The most impacted women, trans men, and gender-diverse people continue to have to shell out hundreds of dollars annually to fulfill a basic right. We just heard from the minister that they can expect potentially hundreds more. My question again is to the premier. This premier has the majority government that he so wanted, but he he can't seem to fulfill this basic promise. It's yet another example of the minister of health not delivering on equity, as was the commitment of this government. Will this government fulfill its pr- promise of free prescription contraception for all British Columbians by the end of 2022?
6: Minister of Health. Well, Hon. Speaker, I'm very surprised that it's been a, a little bit that the member forgets the achievements that were achieved by this government and his party under the Confidence and Supply Agreement. He will know. He will know that we took action in 2019 to reduce, for those least able to afford it, pharmacare premiums. We eliminated those. We worked together on that $105 million uh, commitment that went directly to the pockets of those who needed it most, the elimination of deductibles. There was a deductible, by the way, of $750 if you earn $28,000 after taxes every year. We eliminated, and we did so together. Honourable Speaker, I think it's a serious debate, and I know the member uh, wants to take part in uh, in that serious debate. We've made a commitment on this as well. We we have delivered on making pharmacare more affordable, particularly for those who can least afford it, and we will deliver on this.
1: Member for Peace River North.
4: Uh, Thank you, Honourable Speaker. Well, it's no surprise again that uh, under the NDP, B.C. has the highest gas prices as well as the highest gas taxes in North America. Jim Townley from right here in Victoria says, and I quote, Am I the only person asking why the average gas price in Alberta is 50 cents cheaper? It seems to me that this is a B.C. NDP tax grab, end quote. Jim also says, it makes sense, though, the BC NDP members just got a 10% raise that needs to be paid for by the public, end quote. So as we prepare for the minister to stand up on, a soap spot, uh, on his soapbox and give a fluffy speech about nothing, the people need help. The people need help. When will the people get help?
1: Minister.
2: Thank you uh, honorable speaker and I thank the member for the question and only a member of the BC Liberal Party could say that saving people $500 a year on their car insurance is fluff, honorable. <laughs> only a member of the BC Liberal Party, honorable speaker, could say that moving to $10 a day childcare 40,000 in cities making life more affordable for women in this province is Fluff, Honourable Speaker. And Honourable Speaker, I'd like to remind that member because he wasn't here at the time, but some of his colleagues were here at the time. And it's important on this International Women's Day to remind the public, and to remind members who are new here, like himself, that he belongs to a party that, back in 2002 and 2004, fired thousands of health care workers in this province, most of them women, many of them who were making family supported wages, and that went from an average of $18 an hour to $10 an hour. On the
1: members,
2: the his party on the members so I will put this party's, our government's record of affordability against theirs any day of the week.
1: Member for vancouver Langara,
7: Mr. Speaker, back in 2018, the Premier promised to take action to deal with the highest gas prices in North America. And what do we have here in this chamber this morning? Nothing but deflection, but deflection, but deflection by this minister. The Premier has promised to do something about gas prices for four years but he has done nothing. Eric Eater from Vancouver says, quote, well done, NDP. Record gas prices, record housing prices, record grocery prices. What was that about making life affordable? And yet you do nothing but deflect, end quote. Will the Premier stop deflecting and tell Eric what is he gonna do about the record high gas prices?
1: Solicitor General.
7: Thank you, Honourable Speaker,
2: and I thank the member for his question, though I must say I do find it somewhat, somewhat interesting that that member is, is talking about affordability when he led the fight on that side of the House against our efforts to reform ICBC and stop the dumpster fire.
1: Members, members, in the
2: pockets of more public health with affordability. The fact that we
1: order, please, order. Member, that's enough. Minister will continue. Thank
2: you, Honourable Speaker. And The member says, if it, is it only $500? Well, actually, it's not, because it was $500 then it was a rebate, and then it was another rebate which helped to, to address affordability, Honourable Speaker. Then it's also built on top of removing the tolls on the Portman Bridge, with saving families on average $1,500 a year, Honourable Speaker. There's 2,000 saved right yeah. there, Honourable Speaker, not including the rebates. At the same time, this government's invested more in health care so that people have better opportunities for better health outcomes. We are investing in child care, Honourable Speaker, making life more affordable for families, which the business community will tell you is their number one issue in terms of affordability, attracting people to this province, which has one of the fastest growing economies in North America, all under a government that puts thank people you. first, not tax breaks, for corporations. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Member first, you
7: Well, thank you, uh, Honourable Speaker. Highest gas prices in North America, the highest taxes of any jurisdiction in North America. That is on this government. The Premier simply shrugs his shoulders as folks are dealing with skyrocketing gas prices on top of the high cost of living under the NDP. Other premiers are keeping their promises. Well, this Premier takes a $40,000 pay raise. $40,000 pay raise and then leaves British Columbians to fend for themselves, suggesting they simply take the bus. Well, Premier, people like Shane Howe of Nanaimo aren't buying it, and I quote, I pay taxes for the transit service, but there's no transit near me. The NDP need to wake up and give British Columbians a break, end quote. When will the Premier take some real action on sky-high gas prices for people like Shane? Minister. Thank you, uh, Honourable Speaker. I
2: thank the member for the question, and I must admit I do find it somewhat interesting that he mentioned transit uh, in his question because he's part of a party that, when they sat on this house, did a clawback of bus passes for people on low incomes, Honourable Speaker. Once again, Honourable Speaker, I'll take this opportunity.
1: Members, members, Member, you're wasting your time.
2: Absolutely. The only sad display is the record of that side of the household there, went on this side. When you think back on International Women's Day, to remember what they did to women in some of the lowest-paid jobs in this province at that time, mass layoffs, mass layoffs...
1: Okay, members. Mass, mass You layouts, have made your point. That's enough. Mass Thank layoffs, you.
2: layoffs, Honourable Speaker, that saw women who were earning family supportive wages with pension benefits, Honorable Speaker, laid off, lost those benefits, lost those wages, had their lives disrupted upside down to satisfy their welcome factors, Honorable Speaker. That's the record of that government.
7: We have,
2: right from day one, put people first, put families first, whether it's the Child Opportunity Fund, which puts money back in the families right across this province, whether it's child care, please, Honourable Speaker, which benefit predominantly women, whether it's reforming ICBC, and I know they don't like to hear that Honourable Speaker, but guess what? They're gonna have to hear it because we put Thank you. money back in people's pockets, and we're gonna continue
1: Thank you, Mr. Member for West Vancouver, seat is Sky.
3: Uh, Thank you, Mr. Speaker. (laughs) Let's listen to the question. Mr. Speaker, four years after promising to help, all the Premier has managed to do is deliver a website. This website, according to the Premier, will prevent gouging. Well, Mr. Speaker, it's not working, and residents in the Sea to Sky certainly feel like they're being gouged, and the Premier's website is not providing any protection. Bob Brandt says, quote, the Premier promised action. He has not fulfilled this promise, end quote. When will the Premier deliver on its promise and give consumers some relief beyond a mere website? Minister.
2: Thank you. uh Honourable Speaker, um, once again, I'll because you basically keep asking me the same question. I have no trouble giving the same answer. We're happy to give the same answer and to remind you of the work and the effort that this government has put into making life more affordable for families in this province. But I also want to remind the member that the issue of gas prices is global. Gas is not high just here; it's high everywhere. Down in Los Angeles, for example, it's more than $5 a gallon, which is more than $2 Canadian a liter. It's because of what is going on in Ukraine, honorable speaker. It is because of the legal invasion of of Ukraine by by Russia. But let's be clear. This government has been uh, dealing with affordability on the whole spectrum of costs that family face.
1: Members, members minister will continue. Thank
2: you honorable speaker. He says he's not getting answers. I don't know what part of a $500 saving on your on that average that that helps make your travel costs cheaper, Honourable Member. It's a shame you don't understand that. Uh, in the same way that childcare costs coming down, put more money back in the pockets of families, Honourable Speaker, making life more affordable. All of those initiatives by this government are about making families' life affordable. That's what we're going to continue doing, Honourable Speaker. And it's a shame they don't understand that.
1: Member for Skina.
8: Honourable Speaker, uh, yesterday in this House, uh, the Parliamentary Secretary for Rural Development made some quite astonishing statements, quite paternalistic, quite condescending towards First Nations in B.C., who actually came up with the idea for LNG development as an export to Asia. He stood in this legislature and told me that our community's vision, and many First Nation communities around B.C., their vision for LNG, The plan for it, to lift First Nations out of poverty, was wrong, unethical, and damaging. It's in It's in the blues, read it. Member. Read it.
1: Member has the floor, please continue. Mr. Speaker, this is
8: despite the fact that LNG development has brought success to many First Nations around BC from Prince George, to Kitimat, to GitGat to Kitkatla. And they've addressed their social issues with the proceeds. He also went on to talk about how we should be thinking about our children's children's future, like First Nation leaders haven't been thinking about that. Why do you think we did this? It was because we wanted to keep our children out of going into government care, out of going to prison, out of ending up in prison. Keep away from prison. Keep out the streets and keep them from committing suicide. This is so condescending and paternalistic. I expect this from the internet in Ottawa, but not from this legislature.
1: Members, Please ask you a question. Thank you, honorable speaker.
8: But there was a moment of honesty. He did say this, and I quote: "All indicators are that future LNG expansion isn't the answer." End quote. I'm sure my band would be interested to hear that, because we're actually developing cedar LNG. I'm sure Nisca LNG would be interested to hear that—the $55 billion project that they just announced. So, my question is to the Minister of Forest, Lands, Natural Resources, Operations and Rural Development. Does, par- does this minister agree with her parliamentary secretary with her comments regarding LNG and the fact that there is no future for LNG expansion in BC?
1: Solicitor General.
8: Uh, thank you. Uh-
1: Thank but, you. please, he hasn't even started yet. <laughs> take it take it easy. Take it easy. Easy, easy. Easy, members. Thank you. Take it easy. minister will continue.
2: Thank you, uh, honorable speaker. Um, This government has brought forward Clean Energy BC, a comprehensive plan for energy for the future of the province of British Columbia. Uh, LNG is a part of that. And Honourable Speaker, that is a plan that this side of the house is proud of and working hard to implement. The bell ends the question period.